guys, welcome to episode 37 of Our Brooklyn Bites. I am Stephanie. I am Leon. And we're going to talk about E3. And uh, neither of us have been to E3, but we will give some of our feedback on what we saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we didn't go this year or any previous years recent times. I've been to E3 before, but not recently. Not recently. Yeah, last time I was there was in 2006, I believe. So it's been a while. Um, But I figured we might as well do a quick run through of what we saw and what we thought looked interesting or worthwhile and maybe some impressions and maybe some, what we, what, what should we have seen or what do we think we might have expected to see, but didn't. Um, so I guess we'll kick off with Microsoft. They were the first big press conference to go, um, on Monday morning, which was the day before the actual show opened. They did the big press conference event and they showed a bunch of stuff. They showed a bunch of things that we expected to see. They showed Halo. They showed, uh, Forza, Forza six, their big racing franchise. Um, you know, a bunch of indie stuff, but very briefly, uh, we saw rise of the tomb Raider, which we know is like an Xbox one console exclusive for or actually i think it's it's a it's an exclusive for all systems for a period of time timed yeah and then and then the other like pc and playstation will get it Uh later on yep um but they showed a few things that i didn't expect to see really i didn't expect um you know some of their announcements to come about (laughs) uh i guess the first big one was their backwards compatibility announcement yeah um, caught me off guard. Didn't think that was ever going to happen. Bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Well, it's especially seemed, this late in the game. Yeah, it's been it's almost two years into this generation, and a lot of people are happy to see this feature. But they're like, hey, you know, this. Of course, this thing should have. You know, they kind of grumble under their breath. They're like, well, of course, this should have been there from the start, but we're mm-hmm. happy to get it now. You know, um, <laughs> I almost wonder if they wanted to do some kind of game streaming thing like Sony was mm. and either they see Sony not being successful with it mm. and they're just going to ditch that idea or they just couldn't put a deal together and you know get mm. it you know get it working so well, now and this and and on top of it they're still trying to catch up with Sony so right right this gives them a th- something to be yeah i mean they're in the they're in like second place so to speak so mm-hmm. this gives them room to try different things and be a little more scrappy and, uh, and also this backwards compatibility is not totally uh, seamless it's not just you pop your disc in and get it to work at least not initially yeah. right now it's only like 22 games i think works with it and i think by the christmas it should be about 100 games right so considering the Xbox 360 is you know seven years of it's a big video library, games, yeah, that's a big library. It's over. So I, I think, don't know how that's going to work. Probably over a thousand games. I probably wouldn't sell my Xbox 360 just yet. Just yet, yeah. Oh. Well, the way they, I think the the way I understand it works is that if you're talking about a physical game, basically you put your disc in, it validates that you own the game based on the presence of the disc, but then it downloads a copy of the For game. The current ones, yeah, yeah. I don't know if. if in the future, is that how it's going to work, too? Have they said? Um, well, I think the, the reason... Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've said yes or no, but I think the reason they do it that way is because 
Um, I mean, right now, I think it's basically validation. It's a validation mm-hmm. process. They have to test each game and make sure it works to 100%, and then they can check off, check it off and say, yeah, it's compatible. You know, I mean, other games may work, but they haven't gotten to them yet. Mm. And I think as they just work through the list, they'll be able to figure out if they need to tweak their emulation and make it work better. Or they can just say, okay, this gets, this is known to work and we'll, we'll allow this one to work. Um, so yeah, I don't know. But I am interested in this more for the XBLA stuff that I've purchased on Xbox. Yes. I definitely, I, I mean, you Me know, too. retail discs... I mean, I have I have a decent amount of Xbox 360 games. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't think there's any qualitative difference between playing them on the 360 versus the Xbox One. I don't think there's any kind of upscaling or resampling being done. I think it looks and plays the way the 360 game does. Um, but I would like to know that my digital downloads from <laughs> Xbox Live are available on the Xbox One. I feel like that's a more um, immediate way to preserve what I've already bought mm-hmm. off of that service. And encourage you to buy more. Sure. Yeah. Because most recently when we were talking about what do I do with this Xbox credit that I have, mm-hmm. I was a little reluctant to spend it on 360 games. I was really looking at the Xbox one library because I felt, well, that's going to be the system going forward. I'd rather invest in that. But now if I know that the 360 stuff is just going to carry over mm-hmm. and they said they're doing this for no extra charge then that adds value to m- in my mind. Yep. So, so I think that's good. That's a good move. Um, the other thing that they sprang on us was this new controller, the Xbox yeah. Elite <laughs> wireless controller. This is um, a deluxe controller that I guess there's been a market for these things. I wasn't 100% aware of them. They ha- Best Buy sells these like custom... I think they're just... Uh, like paint jobs like mm-hmm. uh and they're, they're like 150 dollars, and they have a whole line of them i don't know if they sell particularly well but um and then they do you know some companies do make these pro style controllers yeah well that, i think that's what this is it's more along those like, lines but it's elite so right right but it's got like extra trigger buttons underneath it's pretty cool um you can you know this is a very customizable controller you can swap out the D-pad. You can swap out the thumbsticks for different yeah, it's parts. It's like modular almost. <laughs> you can adjust the the throw on the trigger buttons. You can reprogram the buttons. It's uh, pretty rad, but I, I I just have a hard time justifying one hundred and fifty dollars for. I don't think it's for the average consumer. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to take a chance on it, you could, but right. I think it's for the person who is going to do this like professionally. Mm-hmm. Whether it be for YouTube or. You know, for these contests they do, these competitions. Right. Right, yeah. And you I, want something that's going to hold up, and you can kind of customize it. I'm sure there's a market for it. Yeah, probably. Um, the impressions that I've heard, I mean, I know people have said, like, well, you know, once you get your hands on it and you try it, it really feels like a much higher quality, you know, controller to use. Um and, you know, it's not like you're going to buy four or five of them for all your friends. This is going to be your one controller that you use for it's your gonna stuff. It's going to last seven years, you know, whatever well, the lifespan of this console. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know controllers go bad, so it's annoying enough when it's a $50, $60 controller. But now it's a $150 controller, and it's going to start breaking down on you because of wear not. and tear. That's my reservation on that. I don't know. I think the big reason they did this was to say, hey, guys, we're serious about gaming. That could be. This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. They're not showing off a remote control, you know, to control cable and 
whatever else they had originally in mind, but they're they're trying very hard to win back the gamers. Right. Right. That's very likely the case here. They're doubling down on on the Xbox legacy. Mm-hmm. They've seen enough people, I guess, uh, defect to PlayStation. <laughs> um, all right. And then, I guess, a little later in the show, we saw um, the head of Rare Studios come out. And uh, first, they showed off Rare Replay, right, which is a collection of 30 old uh, Rare games. Rare meaning the studio rare, not hard to find games. Some of them are pretty hard to find. Some of them are, I'm sure. Um, this is pretty interesting. I think it's a good move for them finally to acknowledge. I mean, they have in the past. There's, you know, they had Banjo Kazooie on Xbox Live, and they had, I think, the sequel as well. Um, and you know, obviously, they did sequels for like Perfect Dark and things like that. But this is all. This seems a, a you know, more encompassing. It goes all the way back to some of the, like, even... Spectrum? Or yeah, the, wasn't it? Isn't that I where they started? there's one game on there, yeah, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their, their NES titles, their, um, all the stuff that came in after that as well. Yep. Uh, it looks like a pretty good collection. It's only... Yeah, th- I don't think it's not everything, but... Right. It's a lot of the big games that people remember. Mm-hmm. 30 games, 30 bucks. It's pretty good. Um, I think they even added some features to the games. They'll let you, um, they'll let you uh, do a, a rewind feature on some of them. That mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Like some of the harder games, you know, like instead of replaying the whole game, you can just do like, you know, 30 seconds like re- rewind. kind of thing, yeah. Almost, yeah. Yeah, you can just like rewind the game on the spot. And uh, Excited for this game? Uh, it's, it's inexpensive enough, to be honest, I think out of all of those games, I think I might actually be most interested in the N64 titles that are in there. These are games that I've not played at all. Perfect Dark? Is that one of them? Perfect Dark is in Mm. there. Conquerors? Uh, the Conquerors game, uh, Blast Core, um, you know, all these, all the weird games they did, you know? Like, I think at least it's a chance to, to check them out. I know... Some of these are available for emulation, but Battle I don't know how Toads good it is. Arcade is on there. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think this is this is a good way to sort of push Rare to the front. I think what Microsoft really needs to have done with Rare all this time was capitalize on, uh, you know, what, what like why they bought them in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, like this this stable of of known quantity titles that they had, you know, it really should have been kind of Microsoft's brand of Nintendo within Microsoft, you know? Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's how they should have promoted them, like, give them a chance to to be as creative as possible. And as far as I know, if you look back at what they've done, at least the past five years, all they've had is, like, Kinect titles to them. Yeah, name. they haven't done much at all. You know, um, I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm surprised they decided to use them in that way. Uh, so even beyond that, they did show a new original game called Sea of Thieves. Um, a sea thief, though. What's a sea thief? Isn't that called a pirate, typically? A sea thief, unless you're, you're stealing lobsters, maybe? Lobster traps? (laughs) Uh, I don't know what this game is. I don't think it's, 
I don't know if it's an MMO or something. It seems multiplayer, but I don't know to what degree. Because they showed the characters running around, and they had, like, names over their heads, which kind of indicates to me usually it's, like, a big shared world. Mm. Um, but they didn't really get into too many details about it. We saw some ship-to-ship combat. Uh, this seems to be a kind of a, I don't know, seems to be kind of a, a genre that, that companies have latched onto recently. I know the la- that last Assassin's Creed game, Black Flag, was big on ship combat and the life of a pirate and stuff, but I don't know, I guess they want to, they want to ride that wave, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Um, I think that's coming out for PC as well, actually. Uh, that's another thing that you saw Microsoft talking a lot about during the Xbox presentation is they they wanted to sort of blend in, um, you know, Windows 10 and PC gaming. Yeah, I think they did a pretty good job of incorporating that into a lot of their talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm wondering what they're going to hold back. I'm sure. I, I mean, I feel like Halo will probably stay on Xbox. I don't know that that's going to make the jump. But, you never know. I don't know. But I think um, they also announced the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, which is like a remake of the first game. Oh, okay. And I think that's yeah. going to PC as well. So maybe they are willing to loosen up on some of the hmm. some of the stuff that's been traditional Xbox exclusive. Um, Windows 10 comes out July 29th. It's very soon. So it looks like we might see some of that stuff sooner than later. Um, they also emphasized their um, ventures or their efforts in VR, right? Mm-hmm. They talked about their Valve VR partnership. They mentioned their support for Oculus Rift. Um, they'll even support Xbox One game streaming to Oculus um, headsets, uh, which will let you basically play your Xbox One game with <laughs> the goggles on your head. I don't know why you'd want to do that. I'm not sure either. But maybe somebody sees some value in that. Um, but then they did their big HoloLens Minecraft demo. Yeah. Which was another big surprise to me. I mean, I know of, you know, HoloLens has been announced for six months now. Mm-hmm. But this was a real demonstration of what's possible with this to the main, to like a mainstream audience. And it looked really impressive to me. You know, they had a special camera that allowed you to sort of experience what the user was wearing, who was wearing the actual headset was seeing. Yeah. Um, And the camera was able to move in on a table and you saw like a real 3D sort of real world um, representation of the game world. So what was your impression of that? It looked amazing. I think they did a good job trying to, especially in a live presentation of getting it across like what their product is Mm -hmm. but then you know you often wonder like well does it actually look like that in person like you don't know right to what extent you know this is a nice tech demo how does this work in you know real applications Mm -hmm. and that i guess you know i feel like the technology is still quite a ways away right yeah i mean it looks interesting yeah, I mean, the thing to keep in mind is it looks awesome, but I don't think they have a release date yet. I'm no. not really sure what their target is. Um, and HoloLens is different from a lot of the other VR solutions in the sense that it's self-contained. It's a standalone device. It's not a display that you hook up to a computer. Everything mm-hmm. else, you can, you'll can, work either with a console or a PC that you already built or that you build for that purpose. But HoloLens is almost its own computer, like, and it's going to be pricey. It's going to be, 
I think the estimates are well over 1500 So this is not going to be like a mass market no. item, I don't think. But it does have some interesting uses, it looks like. Minecraft. Especially <laughs> Minecraft. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, it depends on how many games give you that view of the world. Uh-huh. I think it's useful for stuff like that, where you can look over like a map. It's and, hard to say. I mean, two years from now, there might be a better use. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they did quickly run through some indie stuff. Like I said, they didn't really focus on any too long, but I think the one that made the most impression on people was a game called Cuphead. And yeah, which they showed last year, too. Mm-hmm. And it looked great in the few seconds they showed it last year. <laughs> but now we, we've learned a little bit more about it. Right. Um, this is, like, a game that has, like... It's kind of a mascot platformer, it looks like. But it's looks very much like a 1930s Max Fleischer-style cartoon. Yep. Um Looks, and looks great. Looks really good. It look, but I mean, seamlessly, right? I yeah, mean, it's it not does. just, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. Like in film grain and everything. I mean, it yeah, looks, they've they've distorted the the colors mm-hmm. like in the right way, where it looks like it's an, a vintage cartoon, and right the dancing of like the constant bouncing of all the characters. It looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, supposed to be very challenging too, from people that have played it. Yeah, they said that it's. Very high difficulty. Very hard game. It's good. Yeah. Um, they highlighted Dark Souls three. That looked like a cool trailer, but we didn't see any gameplay. Um, that was a little shocking to me because I always associate that game with PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Well, it is multi-platform. I don't know if it's exclusive to Xbox. I don't think it is, but I think they just chose to highlight. Yeah, it. I just didn't expect that to be at their conference. Yeah. Um, they did show an original title called ReCore, which was by Keiji Inafune, and I guess former Retro Studios people that worked on Metroid Prime are making mm-hmm. a game together. This is another one that was just a CG trailer. Looks like you've got some kind of robots that, that use <laughs> um, these power cores. It's and like they the can, spark. Yeah. Spark. Yeah, I mean, they can, like, if their body gets destroyed, they can install this orb yeah. into, like, a new body and become, like, a new robot. Um, so I guess it was just a conceptual trailer, but we didn't really know anything else about the gameplay. It's pretty cool. I don't like know. That. Yeah, I mean, I like where they're going with it. Yeah. So we didn't see some of their other games that were big titles or known to be exclusives. We didn't see Scalebound, which is the game that Platinum Games is working hmm. on for them. Uh, we didn't see Quantum Break, which they said they weren't going to show that. Right. And we didn't. But they see- showed that like. Three years? Was it three years now? Well, three two, threes ago. Yeah, I mean, during the, the launch, before yeah. the launch. Um, and there was also word of a new Crackdown game, which they didn't show either. Right, yeah. That was surprising. Um, but they said they will be showing those at Gamescom in Europe over, oh. over the summer. Okay. So they're going to come back to those. I guess they want to spread out their news a little bit. Yeah. They don't want to fill in enough. So overall... I think it was a pretty strong showing for Microsoft. I think they did a pretty I good job. I think it was they're one of their biggest showings in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know when I finished watching it, I was like pretty excited about video games again after watching it. They just, I don't know, it was the right mixture of everything that... They energized really, you. Yeah, yeah, it, it touched me in a, <laughs> in a special way. <laughs> well, that's, that's... New controller, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I know you're always on the lookout. For, I know. <laughs> uh, you're big on controller tech. It's got that weird, like, 
uh, what is it, like a hexagonal kind of D-pad sort of thing? That's one of the options. You, like, can, wanna, you can swap I it out. I want to touch that thing. I want to know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, it's like number four, I think, on Amazon right now. Really? Top, top accessory seller, yeah. That Elite so controller. people are interested, apparently. Yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty rad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a market for everything, it seems. <laughs> Uh, so, I guess we can head over to what Sony's doing, you know, head to show. Um, they were, they opened strong out of the gate by showing the game that's been on everybody's mind every year at E3, ever since Sony first announced this game, or has been promising it. The Last Guardian yeah. was finally shown as coming for PS4. Uh, you could hear the... The whooping in the crowd. People were excited to see this game being shown. It was almost a joke. Yet like again. This, every year. This is almost becoming the Duke Nukem yeah. <laughs> game of, uh, you know, of, of the con- of the PlayStation brand. It's almost like, we keep teasing it, and we'll, maybe we'll release it someday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we saw gameplay, but I don't know that it was that... I mean, it was a little different from what we've seen before, but essentially a lot, a lot of the same footage... Was was shown. I think I've seen parts of that Have trailer you, before. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that a little bit because uh, because uh, all their games look like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I couldn't really tell what was happening either. I was a little confused. Small by kid, it. big beast. Like I don't know. Right, and they're climbing up across platforms. Climbing stuff. And I was a little confused by what I saw. I don't know if that was the best demo mm-hmm. for for me anyway. Didn't didn't wow me like I thought it was going to. I don't even think it was live. I think it was I don't canned know. footage. Was it? Yeah. It seemed like it. And it didn't look that great, I thought. Little... Well, keep in mind, this is a PlayStation I 3 game. I thought it was a little rough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is, you know, it's been a long-running project, and I guess is they're going to be they're dragging it forward into and the PlayStation 4. And they didn't say any release date, right? Um, they didn't say, like, coming 2016. I don't remember. You know, I think I don't, I, I don't think they did. I, I maybe they did. Maybe they said, I mean, I'm sure they said 2016, but I, I mean, this is one of those games where until it's in my hands, it doesn't exist. Yeah, I feel the same way, <laughs> you know, because we've heard this promise before, so I'm, I'm very skeptical. Yep, uh, the other surprising game, and I thought, I think probably they're. Their most interesting game in my mind was the next one they showed, which was Horizon Zero Dawn. This was by Guerrilla Games, the studio that did the Killzone series, but this looks completely unrelated. This looks a completely new direction, I should say. Um, This is some kind of post-post-apocalyptic setting. So not post-apocalyptic following some great disaster, but (laughs) post-post-apocalyptic after... The disaster has happened, and the Earth is starting to rejuvenate itself and come back to life. And um, we saw a lot of, you know, mechanized-looking dinosaur creatures. We saw... Very Zoid-like. Definitely reminded me of the Zoid's toy line. Um, You know, I'm surprised no one uttered the word Dinobot, though. (laughs) No, right? Yeah. You would have thought that would have come up somehow in, in the footage. Or in the coverage of all of this. Um, but, uh, you know, it looks a little bit like maybe like a Monster Hunter style gameplay. Although I haven't really played those games, so I don't... I mean, yeah, but that's just the impression that I have of them. You saw um, some kind of warrior 
stalking these creatures and attempting to, you know, pick off members of a herd or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very interesting art direction, very interesting looking world. Um, uh, you know, interested to hear more about this game as as time goes on. Sure. Yep. Um, so I don't know really what what they've got targeted for this game. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, but I'll be uh, looking for more information for sure. Um, we did see a little more about you know No Man's Sky, a game that we've been anticipating. Oh yeah, I know. for a long time, or at least since it was first shown. Um, the, fortunately, it's they're still kind of showing the same stuff that we've a seen. A lot of the same looking. Kind Unless of the stuff. game is just going to just look like that, it's going to always all kind of look the same. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, the 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 person demoing the game seemed to be a bit a bit weary from the yeah, process. Yeah, he was very. <laughs> burned out <laughs> looked it a little bit he's kind of like I gotta show this thing again it's still not done mm-hmm. um, I, I think this is another one of those games where we don't really know when it's coming it's no he still won't commit he won't even commit to next year so that yeah that's not a good sign well they're basically saying we want it to be the best game it can be and yeah, I it's hope so. gonna be ready when it's ready they're using I don't mind waiting. I just hate that they have to tease it every year. Mm-hmm. Drag it on. Because then when the game comes out, it's almost like, uh, you know, it's, I saw right. this game three years ago. I was like, I don't, I'm not really that excited about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true with all these games. Yeah. They show them years in advance. Yeah, it does happen. Um, I, I, this looks like it has, like, a, you know, an online component to it, obviously, because, you know, you can see the stuff that other people have discovered in the game, so... You know, um, it looks like a kind of game where they're going to be updating it as they go anyway. Yeah. Um, let's see. We also saw what other, uh, another game that people have been asking for, or long requested, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is, at last, people, people are been, asking about that. People are clamoring for it. Okay. Lo- long-time Final Fantasy fans. Now, wasn't there just a remake on PC or something recently? Like, uh, yeah, so there was a port, but it's... And what was that for? Uh, it, was, it was for PC, but it well, was... You know what game, though, was it? Final Fantasy VII. The same game? Yeah, the same game. It was, it, this was last year. Come on. I Are think, they going to do it again? Uh, this is a remake. Yeah, but how many times... This is time, like look, a redo listen, of all the assets and listen. reimagine the whole game, basically. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm not making excuses for them. I'm just saying this is what they're doing. Who in their right <laughs> mind replays an RPG after you've finished it once? Uh, people have favorites. Come on. People have these... They get involved with these worlds and, and characters. Replay, I can't... I can't, see I can't imagine the time. Re- to do that, uh, yeah. It's just, in addition to the time, but it's like, it's like a it's like a story. Like, why would you want to re- right? You know what's going to happen. Like, I don't. People, I can't imagine ha- replaying an RPG. I know. Okay. I can't imagine either, just because of the time investment. That to me is the biggest. So obstacle. that, yeah, that is the biggest. But sure. But I, I people reread favorite books. People, I you, know, you know, rewatch favorite movies. I mean, I guess uh, this is the same kind of thing. Okay. Um, Good point. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, they, another thing that was kind of a surprise was the announcement of the Shenmue 3 Kickstarter. And this was, I guess, um, kind of a big deal for a lot of people. People were going crazy, and I'm sitting in my chair saying, what's a Shenmue? <laughs> 
Is that the new exhibit at SeaWorld or something? Like, what? It, I have no attachments to that game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Right. I've, yeah. I've heard of it. I mean, I, I, I like, I remember on, um, I never really played them, but it never looked interesting to me. Right. I've watched them when the first one came out. You it know, was on like, Dreamcast. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing the reviews for that, uh-huh. and it was just it like... Originally planned to be a Saturn game, but the Saturn was not quite up to the task. <laughs> or it took too long, and it ended up on the Dreamcast instead. And then Shenmue 2 came out, I think only in Europe on the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. But it was also, it was also released for Xbox um, in North America and elsewhere. Yeah, but, I can't believe there's that many fans of this game. I don't know anyone who's played it or... Yeah, has not been a game for another 15 years. I don't remember anyone ever talking about it when those games came out. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've never played them either. I, they look like they could be interesting, but mm. I don't know. I didn't really... The, the subject matter didn't seem to draw me in. Yeah. Um, but I guess they did this as a Kickstarter to sort of measure what kind of interest there might be in this this game. They they initially set a $2 million goal. Yep. And they met that goal in less than 24 they, hours. They crashed Kickstarter shut it down apparently Sony even warned them ahead of time saying hey we're going to announce this thing there's going to be a lot of people hitting your site be ready for it and I think they said the same thing that you said was a Shenmue yeah (laughs) and uh, and they got shut down anyway or they got they they got hit by too much traffic um yeah apparently they hit their two million dollar goal in in about nine hours which is pretty amazing um, I don't know how they came up with this number of two and million. And yet, Toe Jam and Earl like barely made their starter. <laughs> like that game was is good. <laughs> I remember that game. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised there's that many fans of, of watching Shenmue. Of Shenmue. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, I didn't. I didn't realize. I don't know. It. Um, but this one they said definitely slated for December 2017. That's the target date. And it's going to be for PC and PS4. So, Sony is, like, involved behind the scenes with the making of this yeah, game. They are. Even though it's Yu Suzuki's sort of hand-picked team to work on it. But, you know, I guess Sony's working on them with it to help facilitate, you know, the creation of this game. Um, I don't know what their ultimate budget's going to be. The original Shenmue was famous for having a huge budget at the time of 70 million dollars that was the rumor i think yu suzuki addressed that rumor and said it was closer to 47 million which is still a huge number for a game especially going back that far um so i guess this is a pretty ambitious project we'll see what it turns out to be when the time comes doubt you'll even see it in three years i think i think two years is pushing it three maybe Mm-hmm. Well, they've got two and a half, so let's see what they do. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> um, they didn't really mention a whole lot about their own VR project uh-huh. being shown here during the Sony demo. Project Morpheus. Yeah, I know. I was a little surprised they didn't back, really, actually. They didn't really push the Because they talked push about it. Like, I don't know. I guess they just want to remind people, hey, we still have this technology mm-hmm. and... Right. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like Sony's lineup, I mean, they 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 had a lot of stuff, um, but they wanted to sort of focus on 
what they felt like, you know, was going to bring in the most people to their side. So I think they, they, you know, doubled down on a lot of the known franchises. Why on earth they even talked about the PlayStation View was mind-boggling. Like, why would you bring that up in a gaming stage as E3? mm Mm-hmm. No one cares. Yeah, I mean, even because even Microsoft said that you know there's there's a chance that uh, Xbox One will be getting some kind of DVR functionality, but they didn't mention that at all during their demo. No, they didn't even touch on that. Um, so I guess they wanted to keep it all about the games. Yeah, um, I think their their Sony's other big showing was Uncharted Four. We we knew about this. We That's saw, what they closed out with, right? They closed with that. Yeah. Um, this was this was a live gameplay demo, pretty long. Uh, we saw some fight, some action. We saw some chase sequencing, um, and it was a live demo. Cause it's it even, the cause second it, demo we saw because the last one we saw was like him fighting on a cliff. Right, that was during I guess the PlayStation Experience. Experience. Yeah, that was show that was. Experience. Yeah, it was like six months ago. So it looked good. I think the graphics look great in that game. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Uh, I'd like to see more of what the game is. I'm not familiar with that series very right. much. Right. So, but I'm um, definitely interested. Well, it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. So overall, how would you say the Sony demo stacked up? Would you were you impressed by what you saw? I was pretty disappointed, and I don't know if it's because I enjoyed the Microsoft one so much mm-hmm. that I immediately just compared it to that, or it's just a lot of the games I was hoping they would show right. that they didn't show, or they didn't talk about anything. Like I was really looking for like some uh, OS revisions because they really haven't changed the operating system on that at all, like the layout, the graphics, or anything. It feels I don't know. I feel right. like they're not really doing anything. You know, they made minor updates. The controller, I was kind of hoping for a revision for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even some they didn't show any indie games really at all. They had a little presentation a for Devolver right. and, and their four games, but that was pretty much it. Not even like a montage of. You know, the previous years, they showed a montage of all their indie stuff coming in. Right. They didn't right. even do that this time. Well, they showed they showed like, Firewatch a little bit. They showed, That was that park ranger type of game where you're, like, in a forest and you're talking... Is to that an indie game, though? I think of it as an indie okay. game, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, what happened to... Uh, what is that? X3? Is that what it's called? That ninja game? Oh, S- X++? Oh, N++? N++. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So X... <laughs> I got my math screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Your variables. Yeah, my. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened to that stuff. Um, that was three years ago. They showed that, and that's been long, long, long and Galaxy, and right. uh, Shadow of the Beast, and um, mm-hmm. what are the other indie titles? Was, there was a couple that I was looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff that's well, already I mean, out on PC that they're porting. There's stuff there. I mean, I saw it. I saw it being demoed. You just didn't, but not during their their big uh, press yeah, conference. Uh, so I mean, it was at it was at their booth, and other people were able to play it and give impressions. But I'm surprised. Yeah, it didn't have a real strong place on there on the stage. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess they're basically trading on a lot of. A lot of nostalgia that people might have for some of these surprise titles that they show. God of War, another one they didn't show. Yeah, you're right. No God of War, and that's out in a couple of months. I mean, even I don't recall them even mentioning the Uncharted Collection. That was another one, right? Which is coming very yep. soon. Uh, they focused on their next game, which I guess is good in a way, but... You thought you would, they could have let in with that, you know? No mention of that. No mention of the Ratchet and Clank remake. Right, that's another one. Which is 
uh, you know, kind of a reimagining of of the the first game for I guess that sort of reintroduced the series on on PS4. I'm just surprised they're not pushing on a lot of their in-house stuff like mm-hmm. that because Microsoft was certainly not afraid to do that. Um, I, I guess I don't know. I guess I guess for me the that Horizon game was their big new new property. Um, hmm. I don't know. Uh, they showed something from Media Molecule called Dreams. And, you know, it was basically... I don't even think the people on stage knew what that was. I mean, I don't know if that was an animation tool, or... I don't know. Is there a game it, there? It came off very awkward. It, it looked like it could be cool. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe have prom, you know, a lot of promise to it. But um, it definitely was not a good demo of that. Right. It was not enough was explained, or... I don't know. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think that came across very well. Right. So, I would say they had a decent show, but not... Not as good as, as yeah, wasn't what as, they were pushing. Right, uh, the last two years were much stronger for them. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. So I guess maybe we'll move on to Nintendo. Mm. Let's um, do that. <laughs> well, they show they started off their their thing. Let's with, talk about Muppets <laughs> with with Muppets and uh, how do you feel about those Muppets? They're, they're, Jim Henson actually made those. Exactly. Yeah. Well. Jim Henson's workshop. Not oh, okay. Not, not the act. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, like, come out of the graves. No. No, no, no. Uh, they looked like Muppets. I mean, to me, the way they moved and the way yeah. they kind of looked, the, the, these didn't, didn't look like, you know... Um, didn't, these didn't look like Muppet knockoffs. They looked like, like authentic Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Reggie. We saw um, Shigeru Miyamoto and uh, Iwata-san yeah. as Muppets. And they morph into the Star Fox cast, one by one. And that's how they kind of kicked off their little Star Fox demo. And they said that Star Fox Zero is coming holiday 2015 this year. Um, It's interesting that uh, during that whole Star Fox segment, they they showed a little interview with, with Miyamoto talking about how the Thunderbirds show inspired Star Fox for him. The original um, marionette uh-huh. uh, sh- series on TV, the British um, sort of sci-fi series. Yeah, I didn't like that show. <laughs> you didn't like uh, the look of it, or you didn't like the the way the show like. Uh... I don't like the those faces, mm-hmm. that, that anime style. I well, never liked. I mean, Voltron was a little bit like that too, <laughs> and it always seemed like Hanna Barbera like well, cheap animation. Well, Thunderbirds was actual. It was live action. It was puppets. Oh, was it? I'm th- oh, I'm thinking of Silverhawks. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'm getting confused. Here. Yeah. So, I don't know if I watched Thunderbirds. It was before my time too. I mean, that right. was on. That I, was in the sixties. I mean, I've probably seen clips of it. Mm-hmm. But it's um, you know, it's. I mean, that's what they didn't um. Trey Parker and Matt Stone do that movie kind of based on that. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Okay. Team America had the same yeah, yeah. the same style, um, but uh, it's interesting that they that they're not incorporating a look that's closer to that. Now that they've got the technology to do it, but I guess Star Fox is already too established of a brand to really deviate from from that look too much. I don't know. I thought they could have taken a chance maybe with that a little bit with the characters. Um, but overall, the game um, gameplay looks interesting. I, I like the I like the whole like you know being able to morph into different vehicles or deploy different vehicles. 
Um, but I think the game did look a little empty to me in, in terms of what yeah, they it was showed. A flat, yeah. Maybe maybe the final game will look a little different. Um, but at least it's a new game for Wii U this year. <laughs> They've got one. That's a, that's a positive. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess I'll I'll wait to see what else they they show off as it gets closer. Um, Reggie came on and also said, "Definitely no, nothing to say about NX this year. We'll be talking about that more next year," is what they said. Mm-hmm. So, I guess anybody who thought they were going to see something about that is going to be disappointed. They showed a whole bunch of 3DS stuff. They showed Hyrule Warriors coming to 3DS. They showed um, a new Zelda game for 3DS. I know people were miffed that they didn't get to see more about Zelda for Wii U, which they already said they weren't going to show. Yeah. But people were... That doesn't stop people from being outraged and angry. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and this looks a little bit like that that Four Swords adventure, right? This it is, does, yeah. This is called Triforce Heroes. This is a three-player game, pretty much. Right. Regardless well, of if you're playing with three people or not. You right. have, you have to still control all three people. Um, well, I, from what I understand, the game will doesn't support uh, two-player play. No, it's one or three. It's right? one or three. Yeah, which it's unusual. Which is strange. Yeah, I guess. Um, but I guess maybe that's why that's what you said is what's happening. Because if you're single player, then you can control all three. But if you're more than one player, then yeah, who decides? Who then, controls then who would what? control the, mm-hmm. the the odd one out? And then I guess you know, I guess that's why they put that restriction in there. Um, I don't know much else about it. I know they kind of, I mean, they showed a little bit, but mm-hmm. nothing that you know would didn't seem like it excited the Zelda crowd very much. Right. Like I don't know if this is the Zelda game that's going to carry people over until the next. Wii U version. Right. Well, this looks like more of like a little dungeon crawler adventure type game mm-hmm. than a full-blown RPG. Um, likewise, they didn't show the Metroid game that everybody wanted to see. They instead got <laughs> Metroid Prime Federation Force, mm. which includes that Blast Ball game that we saw during the World Championships Yeah, that came before that. Um, and people are outraged about that game, too. They're like, this is not a real Metroid game. We want a proper Metroid title. There's even a petition online to try to stop yes, this they game. They want to stop this game. I don't understand that, but just don't buy it if you don't want. It. Yeah, <laughs> like, what, I don't know. What why the, would you? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what the hang-up there is. <laughs> People have nothing to do with their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a waste to put your efforts into right? that. Just, just you know, just buy the games you like. That's all. Very simple. I know. That's it. Vote with your wallet. Um, the one thing that I saw that was a little surprising was it was this Skylanders demo. Um, they've got a, they've got some new game called Skylanders Superchargers, but they're actually putting Nintendo characters in this game. There's you knew it was going to happen, right? I'm I'm baffled. Donkey Kong and Bowser are in this game somehow. I was really surprised. That was one of the most shocking things. Mm-hmm. I think on the whole show, I would never would have thought they would have licensed their characters. Uh, indeed, they even acknowledged that during the interview. They yeah. said, yeah, "What was it like? You know, work. How did you approach this, knowing that Nintendo is so protective of their properties?" Um, but I guess you know they they're it's a partnership. They're willing to do it. Um, I'm I'm surprised that the figures they're creating for this are actually dual purpose 
Amiibo and Skylander. So this is, I guess, the only the only game that that's... Yeah, there's like a little switch. Right. You want to use it as one mm-hmm. or the other. Right. And even though this game is multi-platform, obviously you're only going to be able to access the Nintendo characters on, on Wii U. Yep. Um, so that was, I don't know, a little surprising. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was, we were talking about this the other day, how, you know, Skylanders is such a huge franchise, and the same thing with Disney Infinity. But... I don't know anything about what the actual games look like. <laughs> I see these figures flooding the toy aisle. They're kids' games. In Toys R Us, but I don't think I've ever seen the actual game. Uh, my, my nephew plays Skylanders, so I've seen that game mm-hmm. in action. Right. And they're pretty cool, but, you know, they're they're kind of simplistic games, um, you know, made for a sub-10-year-old child. Right. right. And if I was that age, I'd probably have the whole set. I can see myself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like two two of my hobbies: video games and collecting toys. You know. Sure, I just can't imagine that pi- that parents buy into this though. Why would I parents know. say? So let me get this straight: I'm going to buy a video game that already costs fifty, sixty dollars or whatever. Right. But now I'm going to have to also buy tons of toys that work with this game. <laughs> well, you don't have to. Well, know? the kids going to want the start, them. Yeah. You put this thing in the kids' hands; they're going to want it. I know, and they're really, I mean, there's no posability on these toys or right. statues. Yeah, they're just like PVCs almost, yeah. right? Um, but it's a huge hit, and it's a big series, so... Oh, my God, it, it takes up, like, three aisles in Toys R Us now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they have more Skylanders than they do video games. Right. Um, so, let's see, what else did they show? They showed uh, another Mario & Luigi game for 3DS, Mario & Luigi Paper Jam. Um, this looked interesting, but I don't really know too much about these games. And they blend in sort of the Paper Mario art style along with like the more traditional looking uh, Mario and other yeah. Nintendo properties. I, I like that Paper Mario art style a lot. Mm-hmm. I just don't like those games. I never got into. I tried them all, and all of them, you know, I got about an hour in, and I was like, right. nope. Well, they're essentially they're they're kind of sequels to you know the mario rpg game so yeah so unless you like that gameplay style (laughs) right there you go um they also talked about this other series called yokai watch this is a big hit in japan this is like almost like a pokemon style game um and uh it seemed inevitable that it was going to come over but there was some concern about it in terms of how they're going to incorporate the japanese cultural stuff into a form that's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to uh, general audiences here, um, and I guess they're going ahead with it. I'm, I'm, you know, I knew it was coming, but I just, I'm just curious to see how that works out in terms of what kind of changes they had to make. Because it's very, it's very like in Japan, for example, there's, there's, you know, a lot of the local beliefs are like, you know, there's spirits that inhabit certain places, and that's like very much a Japanese cultural thing, and they're just making it a kind of a fun thing okay. for this game, and I'm just curious how they're going to work it into this for uh, American audiences. Um, so besides that, obviously they had um, uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash coming for Wii U. Oh boy. I know nobody was asking for that, but... I like Mario Tennis. So Why not soccer? How come they never do a soccer game? Uh, they've done it. They, they had one on uh, GameCube and Wii. They oh, had yeah, Super Mario right. Strikers. Yeah. 
They did that. They even, you know, they had baseball. They had, they, they've done most of the sports, it seems. That's yeah, true. Football? No. I don't think so. No. Mm-mm. Hmm. Wrestling. <laughs> there you go. Bring it back. That's Br- too complicated. Bring back NES wrestling. Yeah. Um, they should update that. Why not? Let's, let's have some fun. Well, I guess Smash Brothers is, fills in that niche. Yeah, I think so. That <laughs> fighter kind of Because it would have to be the same thing, where they pull from all their different franchises. Yeah. But that would be interesting. That would be cool to see what they, if they did something like that. Um, and then they spent a lot of time on Super Mario Maker. They kind of, I guess, renamed the game. It's not just Mario Maker anymore. Now it's yeah, Super, now it's Mario, Super Mario, Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a, a fancy art book that you can buy. That right. gives you examples of courses you can set up and mm-hmm. other things. And there's the giant pixel amiibo that you can get to go along with it. Right. Of Mario, right? Yeah. It looks cool. I, I like the look of it. It looks weird, though, when you look at it from an angle. Because it's all, like, blocky. It does look a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so obviously this is, this is, game is going to be hugely dependent on user created content. Um, and you know, when I play a game like this, let's say a Mario game, like an actual Mario game or a Mario style game or anything like that, you know, I have a certain amount of trust that, that there's a fair solution to the challenge. Cause I feel like, you know, it's going to be balanced when it's made by, you know, a real game designer, or it's, or it's being released by the company as like, well, here's a real game, and there's a way out. There's a way. There's a way to as hard as the game is. There is a way to mm-hmm. beat this game. But with these user creative levels, who knows what you're going to be playing? I know. You don't know if there's going to be how well tested these these levels are, and if there is going to be like, if you jump this exactly right, you're going to land on that invisible platform that's going to get you across the lava and stuff like that. Yeah. So. I don't know. I guess... Well, there have been plenty of mm-hmm. Mario Brother hacks of Apic games, of their Apic titles. Right. Like, as ROMs, you can just download homebrews. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of them aren't that great, or, or just made purposely, like, hard to troll the player. Like, you know, extremely high difficulty kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we're just going to get more of that, or if we're going to get, like, beautifully designed, like... Right. You know... Right. Well, hopefully, I think you mentioned like hopefully people will be able to vote on level on levels and yeah. and good stuff will get upvoted to the point where you know it'll rise to the top and you'll be able to see that. Um, the problem with that system is that people, let's say you create a level and it's really good, how do you get people to know about it? Like, how do you once there's five thousand levels in Mario Maker, hmm. how do you stand out? How do how how is your great level going to be seen? How are people going to find it? You know, YouTube, I guess, I guess so. YouTube or Twitch, right? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's gonna, it's a challenge for sure. I've experienced this in other games where, where there's user created content available and it's, you know, obviously the stuff that shows up in the first five pages, people are going to check it out and are going to know about it. But, you know, it's hard to get noticed once you're, once the pool is big enough, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Is that a game that you would pick up a Wii U for? No. <laughs> even that, not even no. that. Not that interested. Mm-hmm. Like, cause just like you just said, unless there starts to be some amazing levels. But I don't know, it just seems like... I don't like the idea that you can mix the different versions of Mario. Like, the you know, the 16-bit and the 8-bit and all that stuff. And then also, there's no... Um, at least I don't think so. A Mario Brothers 2. 
Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess, um, well, the American Super Mario Bros. 2. I don't think any of those art assets are in there. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's one of my favorites. I like that art style a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like disappointed that it's not, not in there. Mm. Okay. But I could be wrong. I, I don't know because I didn't play it. That's certainly something they could add down the road, even if it's not mm-hmm. in the initial release. Um, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I definitely, if I had a Wii U, I would definitely get it. Right. Like, I wouldn't even second guess it, but I'm not buying a Wii U for that. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. that's not going to happen. Right, right. Um, so I guess, you know, that those like the big hits for me. I mean, obviously, Yoshi's Woolly World, we've seen a few times already. Uh-huh. That's coming out this year. That's I think it's coming out in October. Uh-huh. Um, again, it's, it's another game where it's like, well, you know, you're using the, the Wii U gamepad to play most of the time because you have to aim, you know, I think you, you're using that to control the gameplay yeah. and you're staring at the gamepad most of the time yeah. rather than looking at the game on your TV screen. So that's a little bit of a drawback. Um, and I don't know, I guess that's kind of it. I mean, they showed Xenoblade Chronicles X, some more from that. They showed their big Fire Emblem game. These are not really big on my radar at the moment. Uh, no. Until I know more about them. Same. I guess that was that. Um, yeah, I wasn't overly enthusiastic mm-hmm. about that, how that went. Right. But I wasn't impressed last year, and everyone said, you know, Nintendo won. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Nintendo Direct games, so... Right. I'm sure the, the fans appreciate a lot of this stuff. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. The the RPG crowd is a little... It's a, it's a subset of, of that bigger fandom, I think. So I don't know if those games appeal to everyone. Um, Reigns to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of it for the big ones, for the big first party presentations. Obviously, there were others for a, a lot of the big third parties. I guess we'll hit some of those really quickly. Okay. Those are some of the highlights there. Um... So, I guess Bethesda was the first actual conference that aired. It was, I think, their first one that they had ever done. And they started off with a bang, pretty strong. They start, showed off the new Doom game that's coming. And um, as a longtime fan of the Doom franchise, I was uh, pretty excited to see this. It was a really long trailer, about seven or eight minutes of gameplay being shown. Yeah, it looks good. Um, so, you got to see that one? Yeah, I did watch it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Big open rooms, um, very different looking from other Doom games where it was more claustrophobic, a little more, especially the last one. Um, This one had a lot of environmental effects, a lot of smoke and flame and, you know, very kind of, it looked like almost like a factory Mm -hmm. level of some kind. Um, The interesting thing that, that caught me in this was like the insane melee attacks that you can make now. Or, I don't know if these are actual attacks, or if these look more like finishers, maybe, or like fatality-style attacks. And, for example, there was one scene during that gameplay where uh, your character, like, grabs a monster's leg, kind of snaps it, and then, like, smashes him in the face with his own leg. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, There's one where, like, kind of you grab him from behind, and you tear his jaw off, and then you're like... I mean, there's all kinds of gruesome effects there. Um, and they also seem to make the whole, like, room key mechanic a little more complex. You know, I mean, in the typical Doom game, basically, the thing is, find the key so you can open the door to exit the level, right? But in this one, you saw some examples of where it was, like, a little more involved, a little more story, um, where you would go into a room, and you saw, like, a holographic recorder 
that sort of showed like the monsters attacking like I guess crew members in this uh in this facility and then the the hologram showed you where the worker was dragged to so then as the player you can then find the body and you saw him ripping the arm off of this body and carrying it back to a control panel and using the arm to unlock the door you know mm-hmm. interesting mechanics like that kind of just to introduce a little more complexity to the environment um Obviously, they showed off a lot of multiplayer stuff. Uh, they also showed off their, their map editor, their toolbox. They're calling it Doom Snap Map. And I thought that was uh, a way to sort of obviously expand on the tradition of, of a lot of uh, user-created levels. This is another game where you know user-created content is like a huge, huge part of it. And um, I guess we'll, we'll see what that ultimately pays off for them. Um, a lot of multiplayer stuff being shown. Yeah, I think they said those mods will be available on PS4 also. Mm-hmm. On the console, not just PC. Right, right. And that's going to be out in uh, spring of next year. So that's coming pretty soon. Yeah, it's pretty ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. They talked a little bit about some of their other games. They talked about Battlecry. I don't really know too much about this game. This is just some new hmm. franchise they have. It looks like some kind of like um, team-based like combat-type game. Um, they showed some new factions for that. They showed Dishonored 2, but really it was just a CG, another CG trailer. Um, I didn't play the first Dishonored. I know a lot about it, but I haven't. it's one of those games where I've just been waiting for the... The definitive deluxe version to, to come down, and then I'll finally grab it. Um, they spent a lot of time on their Elder Scrolls game, which I don't play, so I don't really have anything to say about that. Yeah, me neither. Um, but they capped it off with Fallout 4. That was kind of their other big game, their big tentpole title. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it looked pretty amazing from what I saw. Uh, I still haven't finished Fallout 3 somehow. It's um, it's a game that I started several years ago, and then I just kind of drifted away from it. Never really got back to it. The problem I had with Fallout Three is it's such a I mean it's a huge huge game and it's a huge world, but because it's such you know it's essentially it's still an RPG, and certain decisions that you make about your character and how you apply your stats um, kind of make a big difference in the game. And I was really trying to understand what all these statistics did and how they worked off of each other, these different traits. And um, I got so bogged down in doing everything in the game perfectly right that I just kind of got stuck. I wasn't I wasn't playing it to enjoy it. I think I was mm-hmm. too involved in trying to just replicate the, f- the perfect playthrough. Hmm. So ultimately, I think that turned me off. So I should probably just not try to do that if I pick it up again. Hopefully this is not a problem in the new game. Um, but yeah. it looks pretty involved too. There's all kinds of insanity in this game. A lot of like, yeah, it's a pretty deep game from what we we saw with all like mm-hmm. the house building and yeah, right. They have like involved crafting and all this crazy crafting of weapons, crafting of environments. But they emphasize that that stuff's all optional. You don't have to do it. Yeah, but it's, it's still just, like it just gives you the stuff. The fact to do. that it's in there right. could be like you know a hundred hour minimum game. You know, oh, definitely. I think the for the original was well, you know, at least the Fallout Three anyway was yeah. well over that. Yeah, if you chose to do everything. Wow. Right. 
And of course, they showed their deluxe edition, the Pip Boy edition, where you can yeah, stick your yeah. smartphone in there. And people went nuts over that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, sold out like instantly. I didn't even on Amazon, and and then um, they ended up getting more in. I think the next day, but mm-hmm. yeah, it was sold out in like a second. It was, and it's like um the wrist the wrist thing. Right, they're a little wrist. But computer. it has the you can put your smartphone in there. Mm-hmm. That acts as the screen and a that. second screen. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I like it in concept, but I, I don't know if I would actually use it a whole lot if I, I actually don't got know. one. Oh yeah, I'm not so sure. Mm-hmm. It's a nice collectible though. Yeah, if you're a fan, for sure. Yeah. Right. Um, they also uh, put out that Fallout Shelter game for. Uh, iOS for iPad, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And it looks uh, looks like a fun free to play game. Yeah, I see a lot of people playing it. I haven't tried it yet. It's very popular. I, I've I, been playing it for yeah. a, at least a week now. Any early impressions? Um, early impressions are uh, it started off good, and now I'm at a point where. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. So I like I feel like I'm just staring at a screen doing nothing. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm kind of like what I'm saying is I guess I'm bored with it. Mm-hmm. But I might not be playing it right. I don't know because <laughs> no one there's no tutorial or instructions or anything. So right. I'm not so sure like what is the point of this game. Mm-hmm. That's my one week review. Okay. All right. I may talk more about it next week. All right. Maybe I'll try it too and see what I think. Um, so that was that was available immediately when they announced it. It was it was a big this was a big secret. Yep. Apparently, I don't know how they managed to work with Apple and getting that live yeah. in time. Right, but good for them. Went live on on that Sunday. Yeah. Um, and I guess Fallout Four is coming out uh, November of 2015. So uh-huh. not a long wait for that either. Uh, let's see. So moving on. Um, EA had a big event. I wasn't terribly um, too deeply involved in anything they showed. Madden? Come on. NHL? <laughs> they showed a lot of EA Sports. It's in the game. They mixed it in, actually. They, they, they didn't just have a big EA Sports block. They, they, they kind of like gave you like, oh, well, here's NHL, and here's NBA, <laughs> and then we'll, we're, you know, let's talk about Mirror's Edge for a while. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Like, how do you make those games exciting every year? They've been going for like 20 well, but, years now. I mean, but Madden is like a top 10 game. I, mean, I know, but... A ton of people buy it. How do you excite like the fan base of E3, you know, who are looking for like the newest in like, you know, creative games and technology and stuff mm-hmm. and you're showing them like john madden yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know what it takes it, those games don't speak to me so i don't I know I don't, like, I don't know what's appealing about them and without being like goofy and bringing out like a football player or something you know? i don't think they've I don't, I don't think they're above doing that i, I, they, I think they have done it yeah, yeah. right <laughs> um well let's see i mean we saw announced an announcement of a new mass effect game and now of course mass effect is uh, a huge series, hugely successful. It's also been in my game pile for a long time, and I haven't played any of them, so I'm not in a hurry to get a new one. Okay. Personally, uh, it's interesting that they're doing it. Obviously, it's good that the franchise is con- going to continue because at the end of the third one, it was kind of the finale for that story. But I guess they're in- they're looking to push ahead into like a new story arc. Um, and of course, Mirror's Edge was another big one. They. I have yet to play that game as well. <laughs> uh, but it looked very similar to what I knew that game to be. 
Look, it looks look. a lot like the original mm-hmm. from what I saw in the trailer. Right. Maybe not quite as a pastel looking world. I mean, the old one, the other one had mm-hmm. a very realistic look to it, but it was a very, very controlled palette, though. Very sort of. It was very white backgrounds with like splashes of color here and there. True. This one seemed a little more fleshed out, maybe a little more real world kind of thing. Yeah, right? maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's still a fantasy setting, but you know, we'll see where that goes. Um, there was a Need for Speed game being shown. Obviously, um, this is this seems to be a blend of all their previous games. They didn't attach a subtitle to it, so it looks like it's another one of those. Here's, like, a reboot of Need for Speed. We're just calling it Need for Speed. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. no other name to it. Uh, which has happened again. Be- you know, it was just happened before with this series. <clears throat> um, they showed this uh, game called Unravel, which was this yarn-based puzzle platformer, kind of like an indie game looked like. <clears throat> looked kind of interesting. You know, the developer came out. It was a very kind of a touching moment. He seems very emotional about it. Yeah. Showing off this little puppet that he created and talking about his game. Uh, it looks like a cool game. I like those kind of games. So I'll probably look more into that. Sure. Um, and I don't know. The rest of the stuff was things that we expected. You know, some more um, more EA Sports stuff. Some Knights of the Old Republic stuff. There was more Star Wars stuff being shown. <clears throat> they did show off a lot more of uh, Battlefront, which is a big game for me. <laughs> Yeah, be, it looks good. I will be looking for that. Uh, but beyond that, I don't know. Not much else there of interest. Um, no road rash again. You're still holding out hope. Come on. <laughs> Why are they doing this to me? I know, right? Continuing to disappoint. Um, Ubisoft came up next. They showed some quick stuff. They had some. They had announced the new South Park game. They had yeah, that was a little surprise. Trey Parker and Matt Stone coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I never played the other one. It was supposed to be really stick good. Stick of Truth. Yeah. Right. This is kind of a follow-up to that in a new direction. It's supposed to be great, actually. A lot of people mm-hmm. very highly about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, should be pretty cheap by now, I think. I think it is. I'm just not a big South Park follower. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is, you know, it's a, it's completely new. I mean, it's, all, it's, a, it's yeah. a new story. It's it's their, it's their humor, though, because they were involved in the making of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game has a subtitle of Fracture But Whole. Fractured But Whole. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you say that enough times, you get the joke. Uh, <laughs> so they showed a bunch of stuff. I don't know if it was really anything that stood out for me. I mean... I don't know. They they show a lot of Tom Clancy games. Some of them look very good. They look good. <laughs> They're. I don't play any of them. Uh, but yeah, exactly. I, I tried playing uh, Rainbow Six once, mm-hmm. and I I really tried to get into it because it looked so good, and I couldn't. I don't know. This all that. There's co- a lot of cooperative. And yeah. I don't well, know. well, Rainbow Six is is very. T- it's like a tactical squad type of game yeah. and you have to plan your moves to tell what you, to tell your squad mates what to do and if you do it wrong that's it scenario over and you have to start over yep, and do it that's again that's what kept happening to me so yeah unless you're uh, that you find that gameplay appealing that's going to be a challenge um, the big thing with this game is it has destructible environments this is the, the big feature for this one in other words 
you know, your team drops into like an apartment building, everything there can were, be there are, there broken are two, down. There's two, right? There's another Rainbow Six. Well, there are, there are multiple and then, Rainbow Six games. Uh, are there other two Tom Clancy games? Oh yeah, well they showed they showed Ghost Recon in okay. this one. This was the one they ended with. This was called Ghost Recon uh, Wildlands, and it looks like this is like maybe you're hitting like uh, drug cartels or something like that. It looked it looked pretty good, mm-hmm. but again, it looks like not maybe not my style of game necessarily. Um. Yeah, they had. A, they, I mean, they had a full, fully featured lineup. But honestly, even even some of the games that they showed, like uh, Trackmania, they showed Trackmania Turbo, which I don't know much about that game. Yeah, it's it's just like a wild stunt racer type game. Okay. Um, that along with Trials Fusion, which is like another. Oh uh, yeah, it's a popular one. It's their other like kind of similar style game. It seems like. Um, but I never got into any of those. Yeah, me neither. Uh, they showed this one interesting looking game called For Honor. It's like a medieval combat type game, but it looks like multiplayer. It looks like a multiplayer Dynasty Warriors type game where you can like you and like other players can rush into like huge armies like clashing together. Um, it looks like that could be fun, but I don't know. I'd have to know more about it. Uh, obviously, more Assassin's Creed stuff, more Just Dance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So, Those are popular games. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that was kind of it for that one, for me. Um, there was a big Square Enix presentation. Oh, wait. You know what? Yeah? One thing I noticed about Just Dance, I think it was Just Dance, uh-huh. was they said that you're, you don't need the Kinect anymore. You can use your smartphone as the camera. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Uh, I wonder if that's... Well, I guess that's just a way for them to kind of broaden their Because you can't buy audience. the Kinect anymore on the Xbox. They're not even offering it as like a standalone? Nope. I thought they were going to do that. They were going to. They never did. Hmm. So they still sell that bundle with the Kinect in it. Right. I don't know if every store carries it, but you mm-hmm. can still get it. But yeah, no, I don't know. I, thought, I found that interesting when they snuck that line in there and they're like, you don't need Kinect. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well, there was really no in- mention of Kinect at all during no. Microsoft's no. demo. So that's no surprise. They've uh, very quickly distanced themselves from that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, during the Square Enix thing, they opened up with, like, a wacky Just Cause 3 video, which looks like a lot of fun if you like those sandbox action-adventure-style games. <laughs> it was a very... Um, seemed to be a very tongue-in-cheek sort of announcer. I don't know if it was intentional, even. Um, but that looked like it could be interesting. Um, they did show a lot more of Rise of the Tomb Raider during this one. They showed a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, but they also showed um, a, a new uh, mobile game that they came up with called Lara Croft Go. Mm-hmm. And this is a f- follows on the Hitman Go game that they also had previously released. This is very popular too. So that's a similar style. It looks almost like a board game, but it's still action oriented and stuff, but you have very sort of um, precise moves that you have to make to play through it. Um, That looks kind of cool. I would probably try that at some point. Um, But the weirdest thing about this whole demo was when they showed this game called Nier. Hmm. 
And this was a game that came out on Xbox 360 and PS3. I guess this is like the new Nier game that's going to be coming in the future. Um, And I guess the director of the game came out wearing uh, kind of like a helmet (laughs) or a mask. I don't know. It actually covered his entire head. And it looked like a grinning moon, Mm -hmm. sort of. Um, Apparently this is a character from... The near game. I, I'm not familiar with the game. Very bizarre. But <laughs> it was interesting that he chose to make an appearance in this manner. I saw him on interview panels, and he was he still had the helmet on, and he was forging ahead with this plan to keep this keep his face covered. I guess people are very self conscious in Japan, even when you're a director of a game franchise and. Part of that role is going out and promoting your game and talking to the press about it. Mm-hmm. He is not down with that, I guess. But this is his workaround solution to to create this uh, this uh, cue ball looking head. And what else did he do? Because um, that wasn't all with the odd behavior. Well, he had an interesting way of clapping. His hands, <laughs> his hands were. Sort His of held in front of him. Far apart. Yeah, it was almost like the old like uh, animatronic monkey thing. With well, the symbols kind of, or like a puppet. Yeah, it, yeah. almost like a marionette. I, I didn't understand They're the strange. whole thing, but listen, creative types—they have their idiosyncrasies. We have to roll with it if we want to see great works created. Right? Isn't that how it goes? Uh, if you say so. <laughs> if I say so. Um. So, obviously, they showed their new Hitman game as well. That was just a demo trailer. It wasn't any gameplay. Looked good. Very stylish trailer. Mm. Like the look of it. Um, mm. Yeah, I couldn't really tell much. Yeah. Um, obviously, some more Final Fantasy stuff. Some Kingdom Hearts stuff. This is what, I guess, Square is known for. Even the Star Ocean game, which uh, I wasn't anticipating. Um, they also You're- announced... Yeah. What were you going to say? No, no, forget it. <laughs> well, they announced this, um, a, a new studio forming, and they're calling it Tokyo RPG Factory. Hmm. And I'm like, hmm, what kind of games are they going to make? Where are they going to be situated? Where are they going to be located, this place? So, I guess this is this is the obvious name they came up are with. Are those going to be mobile games? I don't think so. Okay. Not that I know of. I mean, they haven't announced any titles. They just, mm-hmm. just kind of mentioned that, hey, we have a new... You know, we have a new studio under our wing. Um, and they also showed the new Deus Ex game, which... The ori- the last one is still on my playlist. I'll get to it eventually. Hopefully before the next one comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, there was another game... There were a couple of other games, I guess, that were shown of interest. I don't know if any stood out for you that weren't part of these big presentation demos. But one of them, I guess, that we kind of knew about was another game from Platinum mm-hmm. called Transformers Devastation. Yeah. And this was kind of un- kind of surprising to see. I mean, it was a little unexpected. We sort of saw some news clips of it, but we saw some good gameplay footage being shown yeah, during, yeah. during the event. And what was your impression of this game? I mean, there's been Transformers games before. Right, yeah. This one uses uh, a cell shading, uh, almost like, not even like G1, it's the the feel of G1, but it's really more of the comic book style Mm -hmm. of character drawing and um, detail work. And it looks phenomenal. I mean, the animation looks great. 
the the the, the characters are drawn just like the comic in the in the G one style. Mm-hmm. Um, everything looks bad. Looks phenomenal. Uh, they just uh, and there's I mean there's some downsides. There's not a huge amount of characters at least right away. Right. I mean you only have I think five Autobots you can be you can choose from. Five? Yeah, five I or six. Five, five or six. probably. And um, Decepticons, you know, they only showed about five types, so they didn't really go into too much detail about that. I don't even know that. if they're playable. They're not. He already said no. Mm-hmm. Just Autobots. Um, and then, as far as gameplay goes, I have to... I don't know. It's hard right. to tell. Like, the, the gameplay that they showed in, the, in all the trailers, I didn't feel like that's something I really want to play. Mm-hmm. But it looks so amazing, and I'm, you know, of course, a big Transformers fan, right. that I will buy that regardless, just to watch it. <laughs> it looks so good. It's going to have the original <laughs> actors, so I'm really excited about that game. The original voice cast. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, the original voice, mm-hmm. you know, from G1, from the original 80s cartoon. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it looked great to me. The, the animation, because it has a real... I'm trying to... It's it's almost like a blend of what the cartoon art would look like if it was done in by modern standards mm-hmm. of animation, you know? So it looks... It, it's definitely the designs and the art style of the classic G1 look, but, like, modernized and given, like, a layer of polish and sheen and, like, uh, you know, a stylization that you would see maybe from the comics, mm-hmm. you know, as well, because there's, cause there's a, a lot of Transformers comics being produced still. And coupled with the fact of, you know, just the frenetic, like, action style that Platinum Games has. So, so the combat and the fighting is the type that you would get from, like, a game like Bayonetta, let's say, or something like that. Where it's, like, just insane and over the top. I hope so, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully the Mm -hmm. game turns out good. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic about this one. Optimistic Prime. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for, aren't you glad I set you up I know, you did. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, if there's nothing more to say about that, <laughs> um, how about Battleborn, the new game from Gearbox? Um, yeah, finally got to see some more mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, Gearbox has a huge ha- franchise on their hands with uh, Borderlands, but uh, this is like kind of a new direction for them. I guess this kind of blends some of the gameplay style or some of the art style that you see from Borderlands. Um, in kind of a new way. I don't know. This looks like a brand new sort of thing for them to work on. It looked uh, pretty good to me. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's, uh, you know, the characters, they have a really good staff at Gearbox. And, mm-hmm. you know, all the characters look very detailed and they all look like they have their own story. Um, that's definitely one of their strong points in their games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gameplay-wise, it's a st- I still find it a little hard to tell what's going on. Right. I just see it looks like a big battle arena where everyone's just shooting each other. But um, from what I've heard of Randy Pitchford talk about it, it sounds like it's pretty deep. And, you know, it's definitely going to be a long-term franchise for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely interested in checking that out, I'm sure. Yeah. Although I still have Borderlands, the, uh, the pre-sequel to play. Me too. So. <laughs> Me too. And Borderlands 2, for that matter. Oh, so you Oh, I have Borderlands 1. So. <laughs> there you go. So there's still lots of more Borderlands to get yeah. to in the meantime. Yeah. Um, let's see. And I guess another another title I can mention was um, something that I saw during the um, uh, Nintendo Treehouse presentation. 
they showed um, a racing game that they didn't mention during their, their direct, which I thought was probably something they, they could have done. I guess they focused more on their first party titles. Um, but this one was called, this was um, a racing game, a futuristic looking racing game. This was called uh, Fast Racing Neo. And this was, I think, coming out on Wii U. Basically, it looks like a Wipeout clone, um, but a very good-looking one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess some people might be surprised that you know they may. I, I saw a lot of commentary in the chat channel while this, this demo was being shown. People were surprised and said, "Oh, this looks like this could be a you know an F Zero game," you know. But in fact, it's just a, it's just an indie title that is being sold through the eShop, and I thought that. They should have emphasized stuff like this a little more, I feel. Like, you know, just to kind of flesh out their yeah, offerings. That looked pretty good. That looked pretty solid. Um, let's see. There was this other game that was part of uh, Devolver's offerings. I uh, beat him up. The, the yeah. Mother, Mother Russia Love? Was this that was it? called Mother, Mother Russia Bleeds. Oh, Bleeds. Okay. Uh-huh. And this looks uh, pretty much like... You know, a Streets of Rage inspired beat 'em up. Um, looks like there's some story elements to it, but I think you probably would prefer that they stick to the straight brawler formula, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm curious about that game. I just have my doubts because I, I feel like no one can make a good side-scrolling beat 'em up game since Streets of Rage. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, there was the um, what was that movie tie-in game? Oh, uh, you're thinking of Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, yeah, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that to me, was, like, the closest for that type of game. I mean, there have been a lot, but nothing has really captured since the final fight and, and Streets of Rage days. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'd be checking checking it out, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were, there were actually a Duvala lot... Duvala makes has some pretty good... They, they, have, they have a lot of solid stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised there wasn't more of an indie kind of push... That, like that we had seen in previous years. Mm-hmm. This is this is true for, I guess, all of the the big um, first party demos, uh, but they were definitely there in force. And there's a lot more to talk about with those. But I guess we'll maybe mention a couple of things that we didn't see that that I was expecting to see at least. Okay. Um, so for the, I guess the first one that I can think of is the Nintendo showing off the smaller new 3ds they didn't show they didn't announce or uh, promise that that was coming to north america but i thought this would have been the opportunity to do it Mm, you can wait till september Mm -hmm. (laughs) you think so Mm -hmm. um so you're saying they won't they won't announce that until they're ready to ship the stores yes Mm -hmm. okay fair enough yeah um let's see i guess uh we saw this, uh, I guess, uh, strong push happening with VR. Uh, I wanted to just circle back to that for a moment and see what you thought. Now, you've had a chance to try some VR stuff recently? I tried the Samsung mm-hmm. VR. Okay. And I was impressed, but I do not feel like it is something that is... Uh, it's going to be a mass appeal. I don't see this in the hands of everyone out there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a very, very, very sp- specific audience. Right. And even myself personally, I wasn't totally sold on it. Like, I was, it wasn't so great where I'm like, right. I need to buy this thing and, and you know, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of like, wow, this is amazing, this is really cool, but, you know, I think 15, 20 minutes, I've had my fill of this experience. Right. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. Well, I, I, I go back to what was said about 3D TVs when those first were yeah. coming along, where basically, what was the issue that everybody had with 3D TV? And that was, I can't watch it without having these glasses on my head. Uh-huh. I always have to put these on if I want to experience it's the it. biggest deterrent. Uh-huh. And I feel like this is kind of in the same boat in that... It's even worse, because now they're like goggles that mm-hmm. block your vision and everything. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised <laughs> that this is coming... That's, that there's such a strong push being yeah, done for this. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm it so seemed, I'm doubtful. Mm-hmm. I'm excited by it, just from a, yeah, sure. a as a fan uh-huh. of technology and somebody who likes to see totally, the boundaries yeah. change. But I don't know how the public's going to take to it, mm. and I'm afraid it's going to be. Uh, I think it's, we're I think we're quite a ways away. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and I guess the other thing I could mention is I'm surprised we didn't see uh, any any price drops announced from Nintendo for Wii U. I would think by now. They've kind of gotten the hint that I, I think wait till whoever wants to buy a Wii U is going to buy it. <laughs> but sticking to that two ninety nine price seems They'll like sweeten the deal for Christmas. Uh huh. Yeah, Microsoft's uh, three fifty price is now official. They did. Yeah. They did officially make that a permanent price drop because up to now they had sort of played games with the verbiage to say uh, yeah, that, yeah. it's a price drop for now. There was Get that it. one week where it went back to three ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Get it while it's hot. But, um, yeah, that's now kind of their standard pricing. They didn't mention, I don't think they mentioned their one terabyte model, which no. I think is going to be three ninety nine. from yeah. what I understand. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but let's see, I don't I'm know. I'm sure as we get close to the holidays, they'll have special bundles. Mm-hmm. With the Elite controller and the wow, one yeah. terabyte. Imagine that. That'll be interesting. Um, I mean, there were probably a couple of other little things I could mention, but I think that's probably good. There, there was a game I wanted to see called Watam uh-huh. on PS4. Right. Uh, I only saw a quick trailer for it. I was hoping they would show more at E3, and they didn't. Um, I might have to dig into some YouTube videos and see if they, anyone if it was shown anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that one interested me, and uh, Tony Hawk, Pro Skater. I thought that was going to get a mention at at least one of the conference, press conferences, but mm. I was a little surprised that wasn't because I thought that was they had a pretty big name behind it. Right. Um, so I have to. I, I heard that was shown though, so I have to look into some videos. Yeah, on that. well, that's still Activision, right? And they don't. I don't know. Do they, they still have the rights? I yeah. think so, and I don't think they, they don't do like a big press conference. So I don't know why. Okay. They're probably the biggest third-party publisher at this point. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Um. So but everything kind of else on my list, they 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 showed one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not surprised that Sony did not emphasize the Vita in any capacity. That looks like uh, well, they did say that they're no longer making first party titles. For right. Vita. For some time now, they said they mentioned that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, the Vita is just gonna continue to kind of just lurk I in the background. Morpheus doesn't end up like that too. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll find out if when that's actually a retail product that you can buy. Yep. But I think that's it for me. I have one quick question for you. Okay. 
So you have a choice of all these games that they showed. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend to me? Mass Effect, Fallout, Just Cause, Deus Ex, or Uncharted? I've never played any of those games in the series uh-huh. ever. Uh huh. For my the next gen consoles, what would be the first game you think I should try? Um. Wow. Well, I haven't played. I mean, I haven't played a lot of these, also, but. Based on my impressions of them, I think the ones that are going to be the... I think the one that's going to be the most approachable for you is going to be Uncharted. Oh, okay. Just because... Is that more linear, maybe? Uh, well, it's a it's a very story-driven type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's from the studio that, that did The Last of Us, so if you like their production values, and if you think you like what they're capable of doing, then that's going to be the game that's... You know, I mean, it's it's... It shares a lot of stuff in common with Tomb Raider, obviously. Um, so if you like those type of games, I'd say that's probably going to be the one that you would want to try first. Um, both Mass Effect and Fallout are, at, at their heart, they're RPG games. So unless you know you're interested in <laughs> in that type of game, and it's and they're pretty big games too. I don't know if those are going to be quite right. Um, maybe the same with Deus Ex, even. Deus hmm. Ex has, uh, you know, it's it's an action RPG in, like, a big open world. Okay. Um, so that's going to take a certain type. But although I like Deus Ex because it's, like, cyberpunk near future type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it has that appeal for me. Um, finally, Just Cause. Uh, think of Just Cause as, you know, almost like a Grand Theft Auto type of game. But with an emphasis more on, like, blowing stuff up. <laughs> okay. So, if that's your style, then it's a good try- game to try out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd say start with that with that last one. All right. I appreciate your input. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody disagrees, they can let us know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If anyone has any input and can recommend what they think I should start with, mm-hmm. let me know. Yep. But otherwise... Uh, Thanks for listening if you made it this far for our, our E3 coverage from the team that wasn't there. Right. And uh, we hope you come back next week and... We'll have more back, games and stuff to talk we're back about. Back to our regular format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's it. We'll see you then. All right, bye. Bye.